Who will be the Rams' starting quarterback this Sunday against the Packers? And how quickly can this franchise get back to being Super Bowl contenders? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever your podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you have not yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel, getting close to 10,000 subscribers. It's all thanks to you, so if you haven't yet joined the party, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. If you really want to support the channel, hit that like button and let us know. What do you think the Rams should do at the quarterback position let us know down below. My name is Doug McKay. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade for SI, 24-7 sports, Dodgers Nation. Now the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-happen post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams. The people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's episode, we're looking... Looking ahead at the future of this Rams roster, cap space, draft picks, where do they stand? What direction should they go? We're going to talk about the quarterback position. An old Rams quarterback rejected the possibility and the opportunity to come back. But first, this episode of Locked On Rams brought to you by FanDuel, official sports book of Locked On Rams. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNFL to get started. Now, Travis, we're going to dive right into this one. Revisit that quarterback situation. Yep. The Rams officially announced that quarterback Matthew Stafford has a sprained UCL in the thumb of his throwing hand. They included day-to-day from his designation on his injury status. So we're still waiting on what they're going to do with him. Could they IR him? Will he play Sunday? Everything is really a possibility at this point. Backup Brett Rippins in the fourth season. He's going to be taking those first team snaps in Stafford's absence. They tried to get old friend John Wolford from the Buccaneers practice squad, and he right. said, no, thank you. He nicks the move back to the Rams, preferring to stay with the Buccaneers. I think it makes sense for him because if this is a short stint, for Stafford, he's basically going to be put in the same situation in L.A. than he was with the Bucks. Yeah, I, I'm sure. It, it is kind of weird, though, that a guy that, it, you know, there seems to be a path to playing in Los Angeles, potentially at least, and that he decided to stay in a place where the path is far murkier uh, was interesting. It, it, it felt like the John Wolford experience last year was very different than the John Wolford experience that we'd seen a few years prior to that, where he, you know, not only started a game, but won a game, started a playoff game before getting knocked out. And then last year was a, was a tire fire to be sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's not the world's biggest deal, but I'm not going to lie. DMAC when I saw him say, you know, I'm good, man, I'll just stay over here. It did make my eyebrows go up a little bit. It did make me think, okay, I wonder if he didn't have the world's best experience the last time he was here in Los Angeles. And then, of course, the next question is, all right, if not him, then who? You know, if John Wolford is not going to be the guy that is at least potentially your number two going into the weekend, uh, who's it going to be? 
Yeah. And you talk about John Wolford, of course, he had a nice little playoff run. He was talking about going up against Seattle and the success that they had a couple years back. And he was really a Cinderella story. And then there's last year when he basically almost got Cooper cup killed on that overthrow. Right. <laughs> so I'm not so sure I want to live through that again. Sometimes better not to get back with your ex. It right. does feel like an easy, convenient move by the Rams and one where it tells me that they probably don't expect Stafford to be out that long. If they thought that was the answer. Now, as far as what do they do now? Brett Rippin is someone that, yeah, he's definitely doesn't have a high ceiling at all. That had definitely is not going to move the needle. He had a 39.6 grade. But yeah, he's someone that if he's your starting quarterback, there's a world where you basically go one and four or oh and four if Matthew Stafford heads the IR. Now, if he's out just for this week, I think fine. Go with Brett Rippey. You're going to be against a, gre- a bad Green Bay team. You could possibly somehow steal a victory, and then you head yeah. to that bye week, and you basically get two weeks off for Matthew Stafford, and then you don't have to make too many dramatic moves. But the reality is just not too many options. I don't see them going the bold route and bringing in a Carson Wentz or a yeah. Davis Mills or something where they're Why? really swinging big for a quarterback that's going to have a big impact like we saw last year, Baker Mayfield coming in and doing what he did. Yeah, you know, Mayfield was an interesting play last year, but this is a different situation. This is, you know, again, I'll say it again. This was the design, the plan. This was not the the Rams are not waking up this morning saying, oh, my gosh, what have we done to our quarterback room? They knew this was a possibility. They they drafted Stetson Bennett knowing that, uh, you know, he might not be ready to go. They had Brent Rippon as really the only NFL viable backup on their roster. And, you know, I, I guess the good news is with a week of prep time, with like you mentioned, with Brett Rippon getting the, the, the starters reps in practice, he'll be better. Whether or not he's good is, is you know, we'll find out on Sunday morning. As far as the Davis Mills and Carson Wentz's of the world, if those guys were any good, they'd be on a roster anyway. Right. And just and just coming in and hoping that those guys, you know, can find something along the way. What Baker Mayfield did, I think, kind of blew up the expectations. He, he That was amazing that Baker Mayfield just showed up in the middle of the year and won a couple of games for them was nothing short of a miracle. I don't think that another miracle is out there. Uh, I, I agree with you. The fact that they're kind of shopping on the margins means that. I think they believe that Matthew Stafford will either be ready to go by Sunday or ready to go uh, in the relative short term. Like you mentioned, the buy is coming up uh, the week after this one. So they got basically two weeks to get him right better. You know, three really all this week, all next week, and then leading up to that Seattle game coming out of the break. So you got three weeks to get that thing right and only one game really that you have to deal with. Um, But I don't expect him to do much. I think that they knew that this was a, a realistic possibility and, here it is, and let's see what Brett Rippon's got. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. I mean, if you want to take a real pessimistic look at this, you could just say that hey, maybe if Matthew Stafford's playing, they lose in Green Bay, right? No matter who they have, they lose in Green Bay because hey. they have been able to score points consistently in the second half. Their defense has showed a lot of flaws of late. That's the pessimistic view of it. The optimistic view of it is saying that, okay, maybe you can't win because Green Bay is so bad, right? That Green Bay isn't good, but then you have to factor in they're playing at Lambeau Field. I think this Rams team, talk about the bad calls they've dealt with all season long, the Bengals, the Steelers, even the Cowboys game. Maybe you get some balances, some calls go your way, and then you get a win heading into the bye, and and Matthew Stafford comes back healthy, and you're looking at a terrible NFC, and then the whole viewpoint of the season changes so things can change very quickly but i'm with you in that look yes colt mccoy nick Foles, 
Chase Daniel, Wentz, all these guys are out there, but it just doesn't fit with this team's aspirations this season. Now, the other thing, too, is if you look at Travis, half these teams out there in the NFL, they're keeping a third QB on the roster and having him active on game days with the roster waiver. So it's not the same pool of candidates that we've seen in the past. That's another thing, too. It's a limited pool of candidates right now to really go from. Yeah, look, I want to go back to something you said a second ago. A couple of different things. Number one, there is no game on the schedule that's a layup for the Rams. They're all going to be a challenge. So, yeah, is Green Bay any good? Not really. I guarantee you Green Bay is very excited to see the Rams coming to town, right? I mean, let's be honest about this. This is not, oh, the Rams. The Rams, maybe with the exception of the Arizona Cardinals, when they step onto the field, they're going to have a, a, a fight on their hands, and I'd even throw the Cardinals in there. Uh, as far as what could happen, you know, the the optimism – it's a three and five team with Matthew Stafford with him. So what happens without him? I don't know. I mean, probably nothing great, probably nothing that's going to make you think, okay, well, let's get Stafford back and we're going to be right where we need to be. This was, I don't want to say inevitable, but this was certainly part of the possibilities. When you looked at this team this season, we know that he was the one that had the lion's share of the responsibility on his back. Uh, hopefully it heals quickly. Hopefully he's able to come back. Hopefully they're able to keep their heads, you know, near the top of the water uh, in the meantime. But th- this was, you know, th- this was the thing that you're you're holding it together with duct tape and barbed wire, hoping to get to the finish line. And it's just probably not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. The bumper's coming off right now. The rear view, it's like hanging off and you're just like on the freeway looking at that dude. Like, does he know his car's that messed up? No, I definitely agree with you. I think for me, I just hope they let it rip with ripping because that'll tell me that Matthew Stafford isn't as injured as we all feared. And then he can just come back because look, he's a guy where if he can play, he's going to want to play. That's the thing. You're not going to hold him out unless it's something severe. Last year, spinal contusions and things like that. We're talking about a thumb here, right? So if the thumb can grip the ball he's gonna be able to play i will too point out that jordan rodriguez she point out that the rams are evaluating a range of potential scenarios with the qb matthew stafford and his thumb injury per sorts and it'll have further testing plus assessment on how he's gripping the ball through the week chillier conditions in green bay combined with the buy after are some details so they're also considering the weather in green bay as a part of the decision making process but yeah i'm with you go with ripping Get Stafford back after the bye and see if you can take advantage of that favorable schedule down the stretch and make the playoffs that way. But if Brett Rippon is the quarterback and has to go on the IR, things could go south very quickly for this Rams team. We're going to talk about what would happen and the future of this team and this roster. If it does, that's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, we're getting closer to another week of games, and you got to make sure you got all your stuff together for when you're sitting on your couch or you got some guys coming over to watch the games. You got to order with DoorDash, whether it's before the game, whether it's halftime, whether it's the two minute warning, that is your cue to pick up your phone, open up that DoorDash, and get to work. And you can go mainstream, you can do all those things. I like to go, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit more local, right? Great spot in my neighborhood, a little Bistro K action that I always order some food from. I always use DoorDash to go get it because they got the things that I like. Namely, they got crab cakes. They got burrata. They got all these wonderful little Italian things that I love to get there. And they got all your local spots on DoorDash, right? So put the DoorDash app on your phone and you can get up to 50% off a $10 value when you spend $15 or more 
on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23, right? The subject to change and terms apply. But listen to me when I tell you this. You can get up to 50% off, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. But you got to put the DoorDash app on your phone and you got to put the code in LOCKED23. Don't go game day hungry. Don't say I'll do it after. Just sit there, pick up that phone and open up that DoorDash app. And we're off running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for being a Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to those everyday listeners where the team wins, they watch, the team lose, they watch. Everyday listeners, we appreciate you. And you can be an everyday listener too. Join the club. Membership is 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're going to talk about the draft and where the Rams stand. And it's very interesting. If you go to tankathon.com, they currently have their, by the way, I love that website name. It's tankathon.com. Great. It's pretty name. awesome, right? Um, they have the Rams currently at the ninth pick. So the latest draft board, they are currently a three and five course. They have a five, 12 strength of schedule left. They have them picking ninth overall in the 2024 draft. Of course, the bears have picks two and three. They're hoping that the Carolina Panthers don't win any more games, right? So they stand to benefit from that. But if you look at the number nine pick right now and it's sitting at three and five, if things go south, like I said, if you go oh and four in this stretch, you're looking at a top five pick. And if you're looking at a top five pick, you're talking about possibly guys like Drake May, guys like Marvin Harrison Jr., guys like left tackle Olu Fashanu, some of the true top elite prospects in this draft. And I think at that point, the conversation becomes, do you go quarterback? Do you go left tackle? Do you go Ed? Do you go offensive lineman, right tackle? I mean, there's a lot of ways they could go. Me personally, I'd go left tackle Olu Fashano. I'd go the left tackle route and I wouldn't draft a quarterback because Matthew Stafford's still under contract. You really aren't going to benefit from this core of Cup and Donald if you want to win with these guys if you take a top elite quarterback in that position. But where would you stand if that was the scenario, Travis? I, I would want to know who do Sean McVay and Les Snead feel that the best player in the draft is that's still available to them and take that person regardless of what the position is. If it's a left tackle, great. If it's a quarterback, fine. If it's a wide receiver, go do that. If it's edge help, if it's secondary, pick the best player. The Rams have a deficiency of talent right now. The Rams need to get more good players. You can fill in with need a little bit later in the draft. You can fill in with need in training camp. You can fill in with need with trades and free agency and things like that. But when it comes to just getting good players, that's where you find in the draft, right? That's where you got to find the best player available and go there. Do they need a quarterback? Yeah, sooner than later, Matthew Stafford is probably not going to be your starting quarterback, whether he retires, whether he ages out, whatever it is. But if you think that that left tackle is the guy that's going to hold down the spot for 10 years and you don't need to worry about it, then do that right now because you do have a quarterback. I don't think that you look at it through the prism of, hey, how can we win next year? How can we get Cup and Donald and these guys back – you got to kind of change your perspective, I think, a little bit. You got to try to start thinking about who is our next core group. Does that include Puka Nakua? Does that include Byron Young? Who, who, who are the next best guys on this team and start to fill in the roster around those guys? It's exciting because they haven't been able to pick a player of that ability in 
2016. I mean, you're talking about seven, eight years by the time that this rolls around again. Uh, this is the first time you've been able to pick a player with that sort of just raw talent. And it is exciting. And the way that you do it is by not winning a bunch of games down the stretch that, quite frankly, aren't going to get you anywhere anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. And you look at Les Snead. I just hope that today he's somewhere in the Rams facility and they have him tied with his hands behind his back and he's locked in. <laughs> he's not going to trade these pigs. He's probably scrambling his chair right now, possibly, <laughs> right? And I agree. You head into this draft with that treasure trove of pigs, your first first round pick since 2016. See what you can do with off. that. It's insane. It's insane yeah. how long it's been since they've really had the top of the draft as a possibility. And then you add the fact that they're having the season they're having, where if you do go three and nine, if you're three and nine after the next four weeks, right, you are looking at a top five pick. Now, if you go two and two, like you always say, it's the worst place in football, right? You're right in the middle of the pack and you're sitting down there where you're not having the opportunity to look at some of those top guys. Now, here's what I personally wouldn't go with the quarterback because they have made their bed with Matthew Stafford. If you want to talk about why they give that extension, that's a whole other conversation. But I'm just talking about the reality right now is if you tried to even trade Stafford, they would lose $6 million in cap space. You have $55.5 million in dead money, right? It's not going to happen, right? right? So with Stafford in the fold, I think unless you are going to find a way to move on from Aaron Donald and move on from Cooper Cub, then I wouldn't draft that top tier quarterback because it's tough to find premier left tackles through free agency. It's tough to get them through trade. So if you have identified, like I said, the Joe Alts, the Olu Fashanos, those top left tackles, it's not the sexy pick. It's not the pick that people go out there and buy jerseys for like you would if it was Caleb Williams, every jersey would sell out. But where this organization is going, the kind of build they want and the financial muscle resources that they have on the open market with all the cap space, which you're going to talk about in the next segment, you can go out there and kind of get those stars, but you can get that core cornerstone foundational left tackle as your top pick. I'd also consider quarterback cornerback too, because cornerback, I mean, come on, Darian Kendrick, we just, the cornerback position is not there. Just another position I'll consider as well. Yeah, that, that I, I'm with you on all of that. I want to go back to something you said and just a little thought exercise here. Today's the trade deadline. It's Halloween. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1, you expect it to happen, and 10, no blanking way ever. Aaron Donald gets traded today is on which end of the spectrum? Man, that's a really good question. I think for me, they would save... Little, just under six million dollars if they traded Aaron Donald. It's yeah. it's 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 to me you you have so much respect for the player, yep. the career he's had that if he gets traded today, I wouldn't feel terrible about it because that tells me that Aaron Donald wants to move on. He 100%. wants a chance to win another ring with another organization before hanging them up. It does feel like he's someone that is happy here. He knows he's won his ring. Yep. He knows that he has yep. nothing to prove. He's established himself as one of the greatest defensive players in the history of this game. But I think that this organization owes it to themselves to be that superstar destination, yep. right? You go to a Don. Do you want to go to the Cowboys? Do you want to go to the Steelers? Are you interested in that? If that's the case, we'll work to move you. And if it does happen, that reputation goes to agents, right? That reputation. Look at Jalen Ramsey. By the way, I want to ask, I want to tell you, or did you see what uh, Jalen Ramsey and McDaniel said? Where McDaniel said that he lied to me. He said that he uh, Jalen Ramsey promised him a pick six, not a pick field goal. You see that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'll no. send you that. But yeah, I, I I would give it about a three. Yeah, I, I I think that it's extremely unlikely, but not impossible 
right? For all the reasons that they would never do it without his full consent and agreement to it, right? Like just just the idea, never mind no trades and all that stuff, but just I, I would like to go play. I, I've got because look, Aaron Donald's floated out the retirement world before, right? And just him saying, I want one more really good shot at this. That's probably not coming in LA in the next year or two, a, a shot to win a Super Bowl. What could the Rams get for a player like that? Again, I don't I don't think it's likely. I don't even think it I would be surprised, but it's not zero, right? It's not just a oh no. If if, if it came across right now, I'd be like, oh wow. What did they get? Very quickly would go to what did a player like that uh, get in a return? But I think that's where the Rams are. This is where we're talking about the draft order. This is where we're talking about, you know, areas of need versus best available. It's, you know, it's week nine in the NFL. We're breaking down the draft. And I think I think it's the right thing to do because this is the football team that they have currently. This is the team that I think they knew that they were going to have. And the way to juice it, the way to speed it up a little bit, is to maybe sell off some of the things that you might not want to or need to, but it could really pick up some pace. Yeah, I kind of go back to Aaron Donald during training camp where he was saying, as long as these young guys care, then I want to play with them and that sort of thing. And just his willingness to take some of these guys under their wing and, you know, look, they're winning their one-on-ones. They're going to benefit from him, right? And he was really disruptive at those two sacks against Dallas. He was looking like elite AD once again. I think if they were in a bad salary cap situation next year, like they are in this year with over over $75 million in dead cap, then I would say, yeah, it's more likely that Aaron Donald would initiate a move like that. But I think they could sell on the fact that, Hey man, Hey, just settle up. We hit on these rookies. We got the money come back. We're going to be aggressive. Let's go for one more time. And that'll almost be the last dance season in 2024. So I don't anticipate it. I think that Aaron Donald will be a Ram on this at this point tomorrow, but this is the Los Angeles Rams this is the NFL. Anything can happen. And I think that I want an organization that's always picking up the phone. I want an organization that's always having these conversations, no matter what I would be. I, I expect him to stay. I don't think he's leaving, but if he did go, I wouldn't check the story to make sure it's real. I would believe put it to that way. I, I believe that there's at least the possibility that maybe somebody goes, Hey, you know what? Let's really blow this thing up starting today. And here's how we could do it. Man, well, I just got a, a new Aaron Donald jersey like three months ago. I didn't get the jersey insurance, so <laughs> hope he does it, man. I think you know, so you don't get the Apple Care. I never get the right. jersey insurance, so yeah. I hope he doesn't get traded. But <laughs> coming up next here, we're going to talk about this cap space. How much money do they have to spend? How aggressive will they be this off season? That's coming up next. You're on Locked On Rams. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So earlier, they, right if before the season, you go and you look at that over-under number as far as the Rams' win total. Where are you feeling about that? At the beginning, you're probably thinking, uh-oh, I've, been, I've, I've gone the, on the under. I'm in big trouble. You're loving the over. And now, all of a sudden, it feels like it's just about right. And that's why you got to get on FanDuel because right now, New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. How about that, right? New customers, a $150 bonus bet with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and, of course, much, much more. So Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Fanduel.com slash locked on and get in on the NFL season. Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL.
And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever your podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, yeah, that really hit me in the feels. The thought of Aaron Donald in another team's uniform, I would definitely be the Wolverine looking in the frame in meme, you know, where I'm on my bed just looking at him sad. I'm watching Corey Seager right now in the World oh. Series kill it. So, yeah, the thought of that is never a happy thought, but hey, don't fall in love with the players falling like, right? Then you won't get uh, as hurt of when they move on. But uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. Most likely not going to happen. But just I'm just saying it's uh, weird things happen in this league. I think I just want to point out that wherever Aaron Donald goes, he would be like my Corey Seager. Where I would like root for that team and oh, follow yeah, them just sure. to see how much success he's at. He's definitely falls into that category. But so talking about, though, Travis, where they're at, just real quick snapshot of their cap space next year. They currently have 56.6 million projected 2024 cap space, 39.9 million in effective cap spaces, according to overthecap.com. That's the 13th most in the NFL. Now, we're talking about if you traded an Aaron Donald, right, you would save 5.6 million. Stafford, it would be a disaster. You would lose 6 million, 55 and have a dead cap. That's not happening. Trading Cooper Cup, you'd only save $2.7 million with $27 million in dead cap. So point I'm trying to make is the big three most likely are going to stay intact unless they want to go to a down-to-the-studs rebuild. Now, you could also get more cap if you moved off of Joe Nopum and Brian Allen with the June 1st designation. That would basically give them over $60 million in cap space. So they are going to have a good amount of money next year. Guys who want to bring back Michael Hoyt, A.J. Jackson, Jota Williams, those are restricted free agents. Akella Witherspoon, Jordan Fuller, Kevin Dotson are unrestricted free agents. Those are guys they could consider keeping, but they are going to be in a position to make a big splash this offseason. I think that's it, right? That they have the two things you need when it comes time to go into an offseason and try to, to to bolster your team. You know, I it's like you said, DMAC. I don't think it's a rebuild fully, but you need a lot of things. And the way that you fill a lot of holes is with draft picks and with money. They're going to have both. And for the first time in a long time, they're going to have both. If they've had other years where they have some money available, uh, we've seen them be moderately successful in the draft as far as, you know, later on. I think this most recent draft, it's been their best one in some time. But you're going to pick at least a player that's got a ton of talent, whether, you know, even in the first round, there's kind of a 50-50 shot that these guys become the players that you're hoping they're going to be. But to your point about the cap space, you can draft and cross your fingers and hope that guys develop quickly, but you can also go out and find free agents that you know can play in this league and pay them accordingly, and they're going to show up and they're going to be pros from the first day inside your building. So that they have an opportunity to fix their roster both of these ways going into next season is very, very exciting. Yeah, Travis, you mentioned the draft. You have to mention that because if we're at this point in the season and Steve Avil is a bust and Byron Young's right. a bust and Kobe Turner's a bust and Puka Nakua didn't emerge as one of the steals of the draft, then maybe having some serious conversation of how do we just rebuild this whole thing and set this whole thing on fire, right? But you're probably feeling good about yourself sure. as far as a fast-tracked, expedited rebuild because you've hit on those rookie players and you're starting to feel better about how you're drafting. I feel... Look, we know Creed Humphreys and some of these bad draft picks, but things can change. I mean, you, they have some good draft momentum right now based on those picks, and I know they're confident heading into the next draft knowing that they figured some things out with their draft strategy. Now, another interesting thing that, look, we know that this is a team that's been one of the more active teams when it comes to the trade deadline. You're probably not going to see that. It is going to be 
the meme with uh, the SpongeBob meme where he's looking out of the blinds and Patrick and SpongeBob are playing outside. You got Squidward. <laughs> They're not going to be involved. They're going to be left out. But I will say the Chicago Bears, Jalen Johnson, he's a cornerback. He's 24. The Bears have given permission to seek a trade. 2.9 million is what he's earning this year. Rams have just under 4 million in cap space. You could sign him next year. Does a move like that interest you? Because to me, Great cornerbacks don't grow on trees. I don't think they will probably find one in the draft if they're going to go left tackle. He's a piece you could add now that could help you this year and beyond. What's the cost, right? And and, and uh, if it's the free couch on the side of the road and you need a couch, throw it in the back of the truck and keep it moving and throw it in your living room and see if you like it. If it's if it doesn't cost you anything, great. My, my only reservation with any sort of move is – do you do anything that even marginally prevents you from doing something down the road? Even if it's a small number like you're talking about, well, that's that much less that you have to spend moving forward. And look, it, this is not a Super Bowl team. This is at best, at best, at best, a fringe playoff team, and they're not at their best, right? This is a team that's going to win three, four, five, six, seven games. And I, I hate saying it out loud, three's better than seven. I don't want them to lose the rest of their games, but if you can get to nine, let's go get to nine. But five, six, seven is the worst place you can be in. And if a player like you're talking about takes you from five to six, takes you from the eighth pick in the draft to the 13th pick in the draft, that's bad, <laughs> right? They're, they're just at the end of the day, that's bad. I understand the impulse. You want to try to win every game. I want them to win every game, but I also look at this a little bit more, I think, long-term, a little bit more strategically as far as getting back to the Super Bowl, that's not a move to get you back to the Super Bowl. A draft pick might be. You said it right there. Whatever gets me closer to the Super Bowl, whether it's next year, the year after that, or the year after that, you're lucky if you win a Super Bowl once every 10, 15, 20, 30 years, right? They don't come cheap. They are not normal to hoist that Lombardi trophy. And sometimes you have to look at years differently. I look at the years differently. I look at it as eras, right? Windows, cores. And I agree with you 100% that it's going to be very interesting to see the conversation we're having after this Packers game based on who's under center, if they win that game, because yeah, it's definitely shifting very quickly here with some of these losses starting to pile up here, heading into that week 10 by with some of these injuries and Matthew Stafford being the current state that he's in. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams house?